So most people assume that positive thinking is the key to success in life, but is it scientifically true? In the book, Rethinking Positive Thinking, NYU professor and researcher, Dr. Gabriel Ortingen shows us that positive thinking can not only not help us, but actually hurt our progress if we do not use it properly. And she teaches us a scientifically proven system that helps us harness the power of positive thinking to the utmost. Well, hello, hello, my ambitious friends, and welcome to 2000 Books, where we bring you the most important actionable ideas from the world's greatest books for ambitious entrepreneurs. Books in the field of startups, marketing, sales, productivity, management, leadership, strategy, self-help, and much more. And I'm your host, Manny Vaya. Dr. Gabriel Oettingen is a professor of psychology at NYU and the University of Hamburg in Germany. Her research focuses on how people think about the future and how this impacts cognition, emotion, and behavior. In her book, Rethinking Positive Thinking, Dr. Oettingen draws on more than 20 years of scientific research in the science of human motivation to reveal why the conventional wisdom about positive thinking falls short. This book really opened my eyes uh, to the pitfalls of positive thinking, and hence I'm really excited to be chatting chatting with you, Dr. Otenjin. By the way, uh, did I get your name right? <laughs> yeah, good. Awesome. Right. <laughs> you know, German names are not that easy. <laughs> I know. And she's the author of Rethinking Positive Thinking Inside the New Science of Motivation. And I've got to say, uh, when I read the book, I felt like this was really on target. You know, we are, especially in America, we're just so driven by the idea of positive thinking that we sometimes we need to take a step back and think about the whole concept. So welcome, Gabrielle. Thank you for having me. Of course. And... Uh, Let's start off by you telling us your personal story and your story leading up to this book. Well, you know, this book is about my research and I'm a passionate scientist. So if I tell the story of my book, I need to tell the story of my work. And um, during the past 20 years or over 20 years now, um, I've been looking at how thinking about the future influences behavior. So how do our thoughts and images about the future influence and determine what we do in real life? How we interact with others, how we interact with our work, how we interact with nature. And I always was very interested in what positive thinking about the future actually does to our behavior. And, um, you know, there are these many cases of people who have uh, very difficult circumstances. And um, the question is, how do they persist? How do they get through that? How do they cope and are still having um, a meaningful life? Absolutely. And definitely this book addresses the idea of how motivation really works in many ways. Um, so give us a brief overview of the book, just like a 10,000 feet overview, what to expect, what's the, what's the flow like? Well, you know, many of us think that positive thinking does it for us in the sense that once we think positive, we will actually go and fulfill our wishes and achieve success. And the book does not really contradict that, but it differentiates the positive postulate of positive thinking. 
So that we find in our research that positive thinking about the future actually cannot only not help, but actually hurt when it comes to fulfilling our wishes. And I present a lot of studies showing that this is the case and how positive thinking about the future actually works, the mechanisms of how positive thinking influences our behavior. And finding that positive thinking can be actually a problem rather than a solution for our success, I then go on and report about our research where we discovered a method which we call mental contrasting or also WHOOP, which helps us to achieve our wishes and tidy up our lives and get into the middle of a meaningful life again. So this book is really written for people who feel they're kind of stuck or who need to face a difficult challenge or even for people who have a very good life but think, oh, I could improve a little more. Basically, the book is really written for all of us who want to improve and lead a meaningful life. And it provides a strategy that people can use as a daily companion to lead a more meaningful and a more involved life. Yes, and uh, I will vouch that I personally use the WHOOP methodology on a daily basis, so I know it's it's a very powerful system. Um, make sure I get a lot of the right things done and the right way. Um, and we'll talk more in detail about that. So let's get into it. What are, according to you, the three most important ideas? Let's let's get into a little more detail here. Three most important ideas in the book um, that you want the listeners to take away, the audience to take away, the readers to take away. Well, one is that. Uh, positive thinking is not everything. It needs to be differentiated. The second is that by combining positive thinking about the future with the obstacles in us that stand in the way of realizing our wishes and dreams is a method which helps us to change our behavior to, for example, lose more weight, get more involved in work, be nicer to our family. So that this positive thinking combined with the, considering the obstacles of reality is actually a clue to behavior change. And then the third one is that it shows the reader how to apply this whoop strategy and how to use it on a daily basis so that the reader is in an emancipated state without trainers and therapists and coaches and can be his or her own coach and own trainer to actually get involved into life and be successful in life. Okay, great. So let's 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 go one by one here. The first thing you said, positive thinking by itself is not enough, right? There there is more to it. There's more like maybe what what we're saying is intelligent positive thinking, more like precise 
processing of it. Maybe there's some studies, and I know there are studies in the book that actually re- say that, hey, positive thinking by itself is not enough. Can you can you talk about one of those? Can you talk about uh, how we came to this conclusion, how your research came to the conclusion that positive thinking by itself was not necessarily the answer? Well, you know, we were kind of surprised ourselves when we started that research because initially, to be completely honest, I thought, you know, positive dreams and fantasies and images about the future would be a method to actually achieve success. Everybody believes that, so why should I not believe that? And then we did some studies and we found actually that this was really not the case in the contrary. For example, the more positively women who enrolled in a weight reduction program fantasized about losing a lot of weight the less weight they lost after three months and after one year and after two years. Or the more positively university graduates fantasized about an easy transition into work life. The fewer dollars they earned two years later, the fewer job offers they had gotten, but also the fewer applications they had sent out. Or the more positively students fantasized about getting together with a person on whom they had a crush, the less likely they were actually getting together with that crushee later on. Or the more positively patients who were undergoing a hip replacement surgery fantasized about a really good recovery, the less well could they kind of move their joints, the fewer steps they could walk, and the less well their general recovery was as estimated by the physical therapist. So it seems though these positive fantasies and daydreams are really pleasant at the moment, and on the short term they make us kind of happy and satisfied, on the long run they actually are an impediment to achieving success and to putting all the energy into actually achieving our wishes and dreams. Interesting. And what your research found was there was instead a better way of doing it, which was mental contrasting, right? Right. We learned from our participants that those who had actually spontaneously, instead of just positive daydreaming about the future, who spontaneously just sort of put in some obstacles which they had, which impeded the realization of their wishes, that these people actually did kind of better. So we said, oh, let's learn from our participants. And we designed a strategy, which we call mental contrasting, which has really both, which kind of complements these positive fantasies about the future with a good sense of reality in the sense that it's the reality in me that stands in the way of wish fulfillment. And that's called mental contrasting. Mental contrasting of the desired future with my impediment, my obstacle that stands in the way of realizing that desired future. And once you imagine the desired future and you really experience the wish fulfillment in your mind and then shift gears and put the inner obstacle against that positive dream, you say to yourself, what is it in me 
that stops me from doing that? What in me is my impediment? What in me is my obstacle? Once you combine these dreams about the future with the images about your inner obstacle, then you will understand, oh, that's what I need to do to overcome the obstacle and reach the desired future. And then you get going. Mm -hmm. So an inner obstacle or, or in general, just an obstacle is that what it is. It could be an external obstacle as long as you can see what it would be and be able to figure out a plan. Well, what we also found is that mental contrasting really makes us understand which obstacles can be overcome and dealt with and which ones are such that, you know, you better let the wish go or you postpone the wish or you delegate the wish. So it is a way to actually clean up your life because now you know, oh, that's what I can do. And that's what I really want to do. And that's what is too hard for me or that is too costly for me. And that's not something I really want to do. So mental contrasting helps you to understand what belongs to you and where you belong and what is actually something which is going beyond your possibilities, if you want. And... But you need to find the inner obstacle because very often the outer obstacle cannot be changed. But you can change yourself. And that's the nice thing. So you can't change the political system. Very often you can't change your husband or your wife. You can't change the school teacher. You can't change all these kind of outer circumstances. But what you can do is you can change how you deal with the system, how you deal with your partner, how you deal with your authorities. And that's the reason why we usually ask people, okay, if you do mental contrasting, dream about the desired future, the future that is really dear to you, that you want to fulfill for yourself. Not any kind of wish people sort of say you should have, but the wish which is actually dear to you, which is something that you feel, that's what I really want. And then you contrast that experience, this mental experience of fulfilling that wish with what it is in you that stands in the way. Because what is in you that stands in the way, that's what you can change. Got it. So not to worry so much about the external obstacles, but more about the internal obstacles that are going to stand in the way of us accomplishing those dreams. Yeah, will, very, yeah, you say, sorry. No, there will be external obstacles as well, but those are out of our control in many ways. So it's, it's more important that we learn how to deal with these external obstacles. And very often we come with excuses. Oh, it's, you know, my, uh, work environment. It's my boss. It's my, um, it's raining outside. I can't go jogging. It's my partner. It's this and that and the other thing. And these excuses prevent us from actually doing something about these situations. But if you look for the obstacle in you, 
it frees you up from these excuses. And that's really interesting. First of all, it's a nice discovery because you understand now, oh, look, that's what it is in me. Sometimes it's a little, you need a little bit of humor to actually look what is the obstacle in you. It might be a feeling. It might be a silly habit. It might be a kind of irrational belief. But you understand a lot about yourself and how you can actually overcome these inner obstacles. If you just focus on the excuses, you will not change. Got it. And in some ways, this gives you a sense of control. Because That's exactly it. Because an inner obstacle is something you should be able to overcome. And you not only have a sense of control, you actually have control. Yeah. Because you can work on it. Absolutely. That's great. So let's now talk about the process itself, which you talk about in the book, the just poop, wish, outcome, obstacle, and plan. Can you elaborate this a little more? Yeah, sure. Well, whoop is the kind of colloquial word for a kind of complicated word, which is used in the science literature, which is called mental contrasting. We already talked about mental contrasting of the future and the reality and implementation intentions. Now, implementation intentions are if-then plans, which have been discovered by Peter Goldwitzer. And they are simple plans in the format of if situation occurs, then I will show goal-directed behavior. Now, WHOOP is a combination of mental contrasting and implementation intention. And it's very simple. It just has this complicated scientific name. But WHOOP is a simple name and it's a simple strategy. It's a four-step strategy which has been tested extensively in the lab and also in the field. And it has these four steps. You first start with the W. So the W is you name a wish, a wish that is actually very dear to you. So not any wish, but the wish you feel, that's what I want. That's actually what I want. What do you want in life? What do you want in the next four weeks? What do you want in the next week? What do you want for the next 24 hours? What is it that you really want? Think about it. And then you identify that wish and you keep it in front of your mind. And then you go to the first O. The first O is you think, now what would be the best outcome if I fulfilled that wish? What would be the nicest thing that happens if I fulfilled that wish? It might be an emotion. It might be a positive consequence. But it's one thing, one best outcome. And then you keep that in front of your mind and then you let your mind go and you imagine the best outcome to happen. And that's actually this positive thinking we have been talking before about. So you are allowed to really let your mind go and you can close your eyes and actually think and imagine that best outcome occurring. And then once you really experience the emotion of the best outcome occurring, you switch gears. And then you ask yourself, what is it in me that holds me back from fulfilling my wish and experiencing that outcome? What is it actually that holds me back, that stops me from just going and fulfilling my wish? What is my inner obstacle? And you are really honest to yourself. Get rid of the excuses and say, what is it in me? Is it an anxiety? Is it a bad habit? Is it a resentment? What is it? 
that stops me from actually going for for wish fulfillment and experiencing that outcome. And you can dig deeper if you want. And you identify that obstacle. Once you did that, then you imagine that obstacle occurring. And you imagine it really vividly, that obstacle occurring. So the feeling of anxiety or the feeling of resentment or that you actually performed a silly habit. So you imagine that obstacle. And once you're really into that obstacle, then you go on and make an if obstacle, then I will behavior to overcome obstacle plan. So you think about what could I do to overcome that obstacle. And then you tell yourself, if, and you imagine the obstacle occurring, then I will. And then you imagine the effective behavior to overcome that obstacle. And that's the P of the book. And if you really want to look at it and also um, if you want to have a little audio guiding you through and an app uh, to help you guide through that four-step process, then go on whoopmylife.org. So it's W-O-O-P, my life, one word, dot org. And here you get the scientific literature. You have access to the scientific literature. You have access to the audio file. You have access to the book. You have access to a lot of little gadgets, a lot of press. And, um, and, and that website will always be kind of changed according to the new scientific, um, results. That is great. And, uh, for all the listeners out there, um, definitely go over to whoopmylife.org and, and get the information there because I have been there and it is really good stuff. It can allow you to use this almost on a daily basis. Um, just just to clarify on the P, the plan, uh, what you said was we need to be more, it needs to be more than just a plan. It's what you called implementation intention. And there's a difference between a plan and an implementation intention, right? And there is a way of making sure you go about doing that uh, implementation intention in some ways, right? Yeah, well, implementation intention is a very kind of special plan. And and implementation intention means it's an if obstacle, then I will overcome obstacle plan. Or it can also be if opportune situation, then I will prevent obstacle from occurring. So it always comes in this form of if situation, then I will perform behavior to deal with wish fulfillment or to deal with the, with the obstacle. So if you do whoop, it's always good to do the whole strategy. So go through the different parts or the different steps of whoop one after the other, because we find that if you change the O's, for example, so you have first the obstacle and then the outcome then it doesn't work anymore. So you really need to follow the structure of the whoop. You can fill in whatever content is really in your life presently important, but you need to follow the structure. And the reason is whoop is a conscious strategy with effects which are outside of our awareness. So these effects which are outside of our awareness, and these are cognitive effects and motivational effects, these effects are then responsible for the behavior change. And that's why whoop is so um, fun and also so effective because in whoop you use that imagery 
four-step procedure, and that results in processes that make you go through the day in an automatic way to actually fulfill your wishes and get clarity on your life, that you are not aware of these non-conscious processes. But these processes are then responsible that you act in the desired way. So now, just to be scientifically very clear on the process, um, is it enough just to imagine the wish, the outcome, the obstacle, and the plan? Or do we need to write it down to really get the best impact? Or is there no scientific evidence one way or the other? Well, whatever you do, whether you do it in the subway or whether you do it um, in the morning when you get up or when you, when you do when you take a walk, what you need to, to have is a certain readiness to actually focus on work and to actually be kind of create a mental space for you. And once you have that mental space created so that you are not interrupted by phones or by email or by somebody coming into the room or so, um, then you can do it either mentally or you can do it in written form. Some people like to do it mentally. Some people do it in written form. Some people prefer to use the app. Doesn't matter really in what mode you do it. As long as you keep your mental space for you, you keep the world out and you really focus on hope. That doesn't mean you need to do it into a secluded place. You can do it in the subway when everybody is talking, but you don't get involved. You are actually just doing your hope, meaning you can do it really when you have five minutes, just sort of waiting time and you want to use these five minutes, you can just sort of shut the world out and do your work. The most important thing is that you create that mental space for you and then go slowly through the work process. Take your time to find your wish. What is your wish? Take your time to find what would be the best thing and to imagine the best thing. Take especially your time to understand what is it in me that prevents me from doing it. Take time to dig a little deeper. What is it really? And to imagine that obstacle. And then think about what could I do to overcome that obstacle and make an if obstacle, then I will overcome obstacle plan. So it is fairly quick to do. You just need to take your time, even if it's just a little time. Yeah, got it. What I've found for myself works the most is, or works the best, is that I have to write down the plan, the implementation intention, so that it actually becomes very clear for me. Otherwise, I feel like I might lose track of that implementation intention. But that just might be me. Uh, well, I think you have a very important point here. You want to be very specific in formulating your wish, three to four words in formulating your outcome, three to four words in formulating your obstacle, three to four words, and then informing your if, a couple of words, the obstacle, then I will, a couple of words, the behavior. And some people really enjoy, like you say, enjoy to write it down. You can type it into the app and then you can follow up your own wishes for the past days and weeks and see 
how they develop after you have with them. Exactly, exactly. And that's part of the, the fun process. I can journal it. I can keep a record of it and know that I'm moving forward in some ways. Well, I think we have we have it all covered here, Gabriel. So Great. thank you very much for your time and your energy. I know you're in Germany uh, at this time of the day. I'm here in San Diego. Do tell our audience how to best get hold of you and your work. Right. Just go on the whoopmylife.org website. You can reach us anytime by email. You can reach us also by my university website at NYU. You can reach always kind of contact me and write me, um, you know, whatever comments you have on the book, whatever comments you have on using Whoop, we are always happy to hear from you. That's great. So again, thank you very much, Gabrielle. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank thanks you. a lot. And thanks to the audience. As you step back from this interview and look at the big picture, you'll realize that what Dr. Ortingen is talking about is a great strategy to develop mental toughness. Uh, she taught us the importance of anticipating challenges and obstacles and figuring out ways to overcome them. Uh, she is a scientific researcher and all her data comes from science, from research, but her research findings are not very far from what the great philosophers, the great uh, um, stoic thinkers like Marcus Aurelius um, wrote about 2000 years ago. It's just fascinating to me. Every great thinker, entrepreneur, philosopher, researcher, athlete, they've all come to the same conclusion that mental Toughness, persistence, grit is the single biggest indicator and predictor of success in every walk of life. And that is why we have created the 2X Mental Toughness video course. In this course, we summarize 40 of the greatest books on the topic of building mental toughness. You get daily videos and action items on the most important ideas from these books for 90 days every single day. And by the time you're done, you will have a complete tool set of over 90 great ideas, strategies, mindsets to build your mental toughness and use it when you need it. And you will have access to over 10 plus hours of video content in this course. Also, you get access to clickable mind maps of each of these books so that you can quickly zoom in and zoom out of the entire book or any I, any idea anytime you want. So the course goes live on August 15th, um, but you can sign up as an early adopter and get a huge discount. The course will be on sale for $99 when it goes live on August 15th, but right now you can get it for only $49. That's 50% off the regular price. Um, we will be raising prices every week. So if you want to get this course, now would be a great time to sign up as an early adopter and get the course for only $49. Check it out at 2000books.com slash tough. That's T-O-U-G-H tough. And until next time, my friends, go out and live a courageous life. Mm -hmm.